Another common question that I get at this time of transitioning is, how do I transition them? Do I just go straight to the whole milk? Do I do it a little bit at a time? What do you recommend? And again, there's no right or wrong way to do this as well. Some kids don't mind the taste of the whole milk and they go straight to it and it's no big deal. If that's your child, finish up the formula or the breast milk that you have and then switch them straight to the whole milk. Hey, my name is Dakota and I am a new mom and pediatric nurse practitioner. In my time working with kids, I quickly found out that most parents feel completely unprepared for the task of raising tiny humans, even though you are the perfect person for this specific job. Unfortunately, Overwhelmed fear and feeling completely clueless at times are real emotions that most parents experience at one point or another when it comes to the health of their child. The goal of the podcast is to take these feelings down a notch by providing weekly episodes on pediatric health topics. You can expect to learn about the daily things in life, to common illnesses, and everything in between. I want to leave you feeling educated and empowered so that next time a question or situation arises with your child, you can say, I've got this. Before we dive into this week's episode, I have a quick and important disclaimer. The information contained in this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. The content solely represents the views and opinions of the Perfectly Unprepared podcast. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of the content you have heard on this podcast. Perfectly Unprepared hereby disclaims any and all liability to any party for any direct, indirect, implied, punitive, special, incidental, or other consequential damages arising directly or indirectly from any use of the content which is provided as is and without warranties. Let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode of the Perfectly Unprepared podcast. On this week's episode, we are talking all about milk. And milk, you can tell I am from the Midwest by how I say it. I say milk. Some people say milk. I don't know. But I'm from the Midwest, so this is a big thing for us, even all over the country and all over the world. Milk is a common question that I get on a regular basis at visits. So the questions get asked at the under one year visits, at the over one year visits. So I thought it'd be really helpful to break this down into a few different age groups and just talk about what's the deal with milk in general. Why do children need it? Do they really need it? So the first thing I want to talk about is the idea of what is right and what is best. So I want to remind all of you that you are the primary decision maker, obviously, for your child. And I think that milk is one of those topics that there are, you know, recommendations that come from your child's doctor, from the American Academy of of Pediatrics, which is who most primary care providers or pediatricians offer their guidance based on. 
But you have to remember that these are just recommendations that are coming. Ultimately, you are the one that is raising your child. You are the one that has to make the decisions that are best for your child. So I'm just going to talk about kind of what are the recommendations, what is the basis behind them, so that you can make the ultimate decision and make the best educated decision for you and your family. Again, these are just general recommendations, so always be sure to ask your child's doctor what they recommend for their specific situation, but this is, this is just a general overview of what is the recommendations from the American Academy of Pediatrics, which is who I use in our practice. We generally go by what they recommend because they've done the research and they are the large pediatrics organization. Let's start with the first age group. So this is the one and under age group. So milk in this age group actually is in the form of dairy. Under one, the recommendation is that they should not have any cow's milk or milk alternatives. The dairy that they are getting in their diet can come in the form of cheeses, yogurts, and things like that, but they should not be offered actual regular milk by itself. You can cook it in things and stuff like that, but it shouldn't be them drinking a glass of milk. And the reason for this is milk has proteins that are contained in it that are not able to be effectively broken down by their tiny guts is the kind of gist of it. What happens is if they are drinking milk, it can cause tiny little bleeds in their gut, which can make them anemic. And this is the case for all children, which we'll talk about how this plays a role in the older kids in a second. But cow's milk should not be consumed under the age of one. And again, this is as a daily basis type of thing. This is not to say that if your child has a glass of milk on, you know, someone else is offering them a glass of milk every once in a while, that is not going to cause them harm. But they shouldn't be having this as a part of their general diet. So once in a while, don't freak out if you're like, oh my gosh, my child had a glass of milk. No, it's okay. (laughs) Take a deep breath. But this is, you know, every day they should not be drinking milk under the um, one-year-old age group. It is good for them, though, to have to start to introduce things like dairy in the form of yogurts and cheeses and other products. That is totally fine. It's a great way to add some extra protein to their diet. It's a great way to add some extra calcium. But the cow's milk under one is not recommended as a whole. And you may be thinking, well, what about the milk alternatives? The idea behind to offering them a glass of any like beverage like that at this age is it is really filling. So we still want their primary calories and their primary source of nutrition to come from either breast milk, formula, or a combination of those two. So if you're offering them milk or a milk alternative, they are going to be full on that and they're not going to want to have their bottle and they're not going to want to have other foods which this does come to play after they turn one, but keep that in mind as well. Now we're going to transition to the one to two-year-old age group. And this is where I think a lot of the questions and confusion come in because of that transitional period between turning one and now all of a sudden they're coming off a formula. They may start to come off of their breast milk and we're like, what role does whole milk play? Kids in the one to two year old age group should be drinking whole milk. 
And the reason for this is whole milk is fortified with vitamin D. So they do need the extra vitamin D. What happens is, here's a, just a short little biology, anatomy, physiology lesson. We need vitamin D to drive the calcium into our bones so that they can grow. That is the plain and simple version of that. And so that is why we recommend vitamin D supplement for women who are breastfeeding under a year because they have found that vitamin D is deficient in breast milks. That is why that is so important. So the vitamin D allows the calcium to be absorbed into our bones. Whole milk actually has vitamin D supplemented because you figure that first two years of their life, they are growing so much. And then it kind of starts to slow down a little bit and is more steady after that. You figure they need that extra calcium to make their bones grow and be strong. That is what the need is. Um, one of the one of the needs is for the whole milk. Under one, no milk recommended. From one to two, whole milk with vitamin D supplementation is the primary recommendation. Vitamin D whole milk also contains extra fat, which is really good for brain development. I want to pause right here and talk about one of the controversial or the questions that I get is what if I don't want to do cow's milk for my child? And this is really a common question and there has been a lot of discussions about this and this is where it becomes really personal and you know you are again the ultimate one that gets to decide on this and so I want to just kind of provide you some education on this. The reason, like I said, is that the high fat and the vitamin D component of cow's milk that we really like. So when you're choosing a milk alternative, that is totally fine. You can definitely do a milk alternative for your child. I will actually post a really helpful table that I have used as a resource a lot in my practice that is from the American Academy of Pediatrics. I will include that in the show notes so that you guys can get a visual. But when you're choosing a milk alternative, you want to make sure that you're choosing something that is somewhat comparable to the whole milk in terms of that fat content, the protein, and the vitamin D. Those are the big aspects that you're going to want to look for. The hard thing about the milk alternatives is there are so many. So there's oat milk, there's, um, there's almond, there's soy, there's what else? There's so many out there and you can choose any of those. That is totally fine. Just look and make an informed decision. So check out the show notes for that table because I think that'll really help you to decide, but you're going to want to choose something that is similar to the whole milk. And honestly, none of them are going to be very close um, to it. So you just kind of have to Look at that and then add in whatever it's missing in other forms in your child's diet. So say it's really missing in the protein area, add some extra high protein foods. Say it's really missing in the fat, maybe add some extra healthy fats into their diet. And again, remember, the milk, whatever whatever type of milk it is, the milk in this age group is really just a supplement to their diet. So from the one to one and up age group, their primary nutrition is coming in the forms of the solid foods that they're eating. It's coming in the form of their diet. And this is 
talking about the general group that have the typical transition. There are other medical problems, and again, those are special situations, but this is for the children that are making that transition from the under one where they're not consuming milk to the over one. One misconception that people tend to have is that they want to, they're so used to giving their children bottles or getting that primary nutrition from formula or breast milk that they think that, oh, now this milk is substituting that. That is not actually true. So the milk is just offering them some extra protein, calcium, fat. That is the role of the milk. And you can get this milk intake in however you think is best for your child. So some kids like to have their milk with their meals, which is totally fine. The only caution I would suggest with this is if you have a kid that isn't really eating that great and they don't have a huge appetite, you might want to wait till midway through or after the meal to offer that milk because sometimes they chug that milk down before their meal or at the beginning of their meal and then they're not hungry because they're full on the milk. If you start off the meal with some water to drink, great, and then transition to milk. Or the other way to do this is have milks with snack time or at another time of day. Some kids are just really used to that nighttime bottle of formula or breast milk before they go to bed. And you can do that with this milk. Ideally, once they transition to the milk at a year, they should be getting rid of their bottle at the same time. And it's kind of, you know, up to you how you do this as well. And we'll talk about this in another episode. But Some people just go cold turkey and they get rid of it when they get rid of the formula or the breast milk and that's easy. Some people kind of continue it on for a little bit, but they should, if they are having that milk before bedtime, just keep in mind that you should be brushing their teeth because it is high risk for cavities if they're having that milk right before they go down for bed. This episode is sponsored by Primally Pure. I have never been more loyal to a brand until I came across Primally Pure. Primarily Pure is natural skincare that prides itself on the cleanest and fewest ingredients. I have been using their products for the last few years and have never gotten so many compliments on my skin. I actually have never gotten any compliments on my skin until I started using their skincare. It's that good. I've always had acne-prone skin, and when I had my son, I noticed my skin was changing. They have a full line of products for every skin type, and so this made it so convenient to transition to the best product for me in this state of my skin. Each night, I actually look forward to washing my face because their cleansing oil leaves my skin feeling silky smooth. I am so excited to be able to offer my listeners 10% off your first order from Primally Pure. All you have to do is head on over to primallypure.com and use code DAKOTA, D-A-K-O-T-A, at checkout for 10% off everything in your cart. You can also find a link in our show notes that will take you directly to their website. I can't wait for you to try these products. I am so confident you'll love them as much as I do. Another common question that I get at this time of transitioning is, how do I transition them? Do I just go straight to the whole milk? Do I do it a little bit at a time? What do you recommend? 
And again, there's no right or wrong way to do this as well. Some kids don't mind the taste of the whole milk and they go straight to it and it's no big deal. If that's your child, finish up the formula or the breast milk that you have and then switch them straight to the whole milk. Some kids you can start to do a little bit at a time. So maybe they're finishing that last can of formula. Maybe you give them a glass of the whole milk to just kind of slowly get them used to it. Some kids do not love that. It's like a consistency change. It's definitely a flavor change. So some people have better success with adding a little bit of milk to the bottle. You can do that as well. Just make sure if you're doing that, you're mixing the formulas according to the instructions that you've been normally following and then mixing the milk in say at whatever ratio you want. So some people just add a quarter in and then they add it to half and then they do a quarter of the formula or a quarter breast milk and then they're done. And so whatever way works out for them, again, there is no right or wrong way, but after a year they do not need formula unless there are situations or circumstances that says that they do. And that would be a conversation to have with your doctor. And then while we're talking about this transition, I just want to touch on the topic of breastfeeding and breast milk um, transition to regular milk. So this is not at all saying that once your child hits a year, you have to be done with breast milk or breastfeeding. That is not at all what I'm saying. That again is a personal decision that you will have to make with you and your child and your family, but um, you do not by any means have to just all of a sudden stop breast milk. You can do milk in addition to the breast milk. That is totally fine. Or you can kind of hold off as long as they're getting vitamin D supplementation in another form. That's totally fine. You can start doing some dairy products. And then the goal as far as serving size for this age from the one year on to the two year mark, usually about two servings of dairy total a day is perfect. And try to keep the maximum amount of ounces of milk to about between 16 and 24 ounces max. A very common thing we see, and this is where a lot of the confusion comes in because I think that people do just assume that you're substituting the formula or the breast milk for milk is that kids are consuming way, way too many ounces. So 24 or less is ideal, first of all, so that they have a good appetite to want to eat since remember the solid foods are their primary source of nutrition. Even for breastfed babies, they should primarily be having solid foods and then the breast milk be a supplement after, after that first year mark. And then also, I kind of touched on it initially, is any excessive consumption. So in the under one, any consumption of the breast milk can lead to anemia. But in the older kids of one year and up, and this goes on for for all of their childhood, ex- excessive consumption. So I'm talking 24 ounces or more of milk, whether it be whole milk or a reduced fat milk when they're older can lead to anemia. And that's the most common cause of anemia in children is this excessive dairy intake or milk intake. And so trying to, at this age, about two servings of dairy total is perfect. You can get that in in the way of cheeses and yogurts and other dairy products and 
Also keep in mind the milk consumption. Maxing out at about 16 to 24 ounces is is perfect for this age. Two and up is the last kind of group and they're all gonna kind of get clumped together. After the two year mark, this is when we go from drinking the whole milk to drinking a reduced fat milk. So we're not needing as much of those high fat to help with brain development. The vitamin D supplementation we don't need anymore. And we should be getting it. They should be getting it in their foods. So at this point, you can switch to a skim milk, a 1%, a 2%, whatever your family drinks is what I typically recommend so that you don't have to buy multiple different types of milks at this point. And again, this is a good conversation to have with your provider about your specific child because this isn't something you have to do, but in general, they're not needing all those high calories. And at this age, a good recommendation, so we should still be capping out at 24 ounces of milk a day, but two and a half servings or so, two and a half to three servings of dairy is a good kind of recommendation. And Again, I will post a link to the recommendations for specific age groups, but this is just a rough generalization for the two and up group. To round out this episode, I wanted to touch on just a few key points. So number one is this is all about you and your child. And so you have to do whatever works well for you and your family. Again, these are recommendations. These are coming from the American Academy of Pediatrics. They are coming from what we are recommending to our patients generally in practice. So you just have to tailor this to whatever works well for you in terms of how you transition, when you transition, and what you transition to. The key point number two that I want to touch on is anytime I'm saying whole milk or milk in this, you can definitely substitute that for whatever milk alternative that you choose. Most children, just so you know, so most children that do have a very common thing we see is milk protein allergy. Most of those children do actually transition to milk, whole milk at a year old. So that again is a conversation that you should have with your doctor, but just thought I would touch on that quickly. And then the third thing is, There is no perfect or right way or wrong way to do anything. The biggest caution that I wanted you to take away from this is don't overdo it on the milk. You can overdo it and there are consequences such as the anemia. That is something that we see very, very frequently. Also, another consequence is we see that kids just get so constipated Again, I've talked about this. I will have episodes on this. I want to do its due diligence and I will probably have a couple episodes because it's a lot to talk about. But milk is one of the most common reasons that we see that kids are, are constipated. The two main drinks that children should be drinking are milk and water. And so, you know, just kind of balancing those two throughout the day not overdoing it is is easy. That's that's all you have to do for drinks at these, especially at these young ages. They don't need anything else. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Perfectly Unprepared podcast. I hope you walk away feeling educated and empowered. If you enjoyed this episode or learned something new, I would greatly appreciate you leaving a rating and a review. 
This, along with sharing the podcast with others, is the best way to spread the word. As a thank you to my listeners, I have compiled a list of my favorite products just in time for the holidays. I know that the majority of our favorite things were recommended to me by a friend, so I thought I'd help you find something new that you just can't live without. You can bet my Primally Pure products made this list. Follow the link in the description to sign up for this and to check out the show notes for today's show. Until next time, remember, you've got this.